0: Anyway, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 28. Uh, and we're going to talk today as you are going. And let's pray for our missionaries. Um, you just saw a video of some of our missionaries and some of those that we work with. Uh, the first one, Abraham, Labra, or Lalajan Abraham, is my best friend in India. We work with him when we go to India. Uh, we have more. There's Steve White that we just had share recently uh, in the Philippines. And it, you just get an idea. We, I, I feel bad that we don't communicate better who our missionaries are and what they're doing, where they're even located, and we want to improve that. So pretty much every church service, we go, okay, let's pray for our missionaries. And you might be going, who are they? So that's some of them lord we thank you you've used this church in uh in missions over the over the decades and we lift up these guys uh, putting their lives on the line some of them Um, we pray for their protection but for boldness for a fresh filling of your holy spirit for fruitfulness for much fruit and fruit that would remain and stir us up as your missionaries wherever you plant us speak to us now Lord we're listening in Jesus name Amen okay we I read this recently online uh, and it blew my mind uh, maybe you saw it too they, the question was asked what is something that you did that you deeply regret doing so the top three to me was uh, this first one. My mom died nearly a year ago, and I finish it in my notes here. Uh, she died February 7th, 2022. So two days away from the first anniversary. She battled ALS for two years. It was very sudden and a horrific experience. The last thing she said to me before she lost the ability to speak was stay, meaning stay with me. She was dying she's afraid and wanted her daughter to stay by her side but i couldn't do it i, I couldn't sit and watch her die it was excruciating for me uh, i did stay there till till her dying days she was no longer there really she died a week later and i will never forgive myself second one my biggest regret now this one's deep to me it's a little personal it's about grandpas everybody knows Grandpa's rock, they're cool. They have loose change in their pockets at all times for 7-Eleven. So my biggest regret is probably rejecting my grandpa when he asked me to play chess. He, I said no. A week later he fell from a roof and died. I never had a chance to play chess with him. Still bothers me that I never had this moment with him. And a third one, when I was seven, I had an argument with my mother the night before she died. Before I went to bed she asked me for a hug and I told her no and stormed off to bed. The next morning I woke up to find someone in the house was, or everyone in the house was gone. It was surreal and confusing. My father came that morning and crying and told me my, my, my mother had died of a brain hemorrhage. Her advice, never go to bed on an argument. You notice that all three had regrets. All three had relationship. They were dealing with relationship. All three had this window of opportunity. Didn't last forever, good to be spontaneous, but there's this short window of opportunity and each one blew it. Like we have this short window of opportunity to share with people around us. Uh, Maybe you're like me, I'm of the opinion if God sent you my way, I'm probably gonna share with you. I think I'm supposed to. And they had these window of opportunities, they blew it, and now they live with the consequences. But here's an even bigger regret. It comes from my son Toby. Of course, he's in prison now, but years ago, he uh, was out drinking and carousing and everything you're not supposed to be doing. And he came home, and the next day he tells me, hey, my, my friend committed suicide. And last night, as we are coming home, He went around to every one of us, gave us a hug and said, I love you, bro. And he went home and committed suicide. And then he says, Dad, he didn't know Jesus. You you see, the bigger regret is realizing you have the good news and people need the good news and then you don't share it. And now they're in eternity. I don't know about you, but whenever I hear someone died, Anne Hesh, the car accident, immediately, where are they now? Where are they now? I can't help but think in eternal terms like that? And she's either in flames or in comfort. And it's over, there's no second chances. It's over, that, that's, how, that's how I think. And it helps me, it propels me to share the gospel. So, Revelation, this is why we share. In Revelation 22, the book closes with uh, these kind of thoughts. Blessed are those who do his commandments. Hey, you'll be blessed, you'll be happy that they may have the right to the tree of life. Oh, we're back to the garden. You're in heaven, the tree's available. And it may enter through the gates into the city. So there's a city and it's called heaven. And it's like you have the passport, you have the right visa. Oh, you're a Christian, you've been born again, you love Jesus, come on in, you're, you're, you're in. But outside are dogs. Now that's not puppies. It's a description of people who live, live out their base nature. They live like animals. You know, man, I'm just keeping it real. Well, you're an animal. And so outside of these animals, sorcerers, sexually immoral, the list goes on, the sins go on, the murderers, idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. Now, this is what gets me, this word outside. And I don't know if we see this, but it really literally takes place. There's people who think, oh, we all go to heaven at the end. No, we don't. There will be a multitude of people outside, doors closed. You're not allowed inside because you're hard to make that decision here, this side of eternity. So outside. Now, look at these sins. Living like an animal, sorcerer, sexual immoral, murderer, idolater. You know what idolater is? Because in 1 John 5, it ends with, keep yourselves from idols you know when idols was a big thing in the old testament and the idol literally means nothing and people would spend their lives bowing down to a wooden or a stone idol but really they're bowing down to a nothing and he says keep yourself one. don't don't let that consume your life where your whole life is you're serving nothing you're bowing down to nothing compared to what jesus christ could give you so all of these sins can be forgiven, and we can prove it. All of the what what sins? Sorcerers, immoral, murderers, idolaters, liars—they're all forgiven. Look at first in First Corinthians six. It's not quoted enough these days. Beginning in verse nine, don't you know the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Emphasis is mine. You'll find that in the Bible, when it ever says, "When it do 'Don't be deceived,' it's because usually people are." And in this case, you go, "Well, everybody ends up in heaven. We're all forgiven." No, 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 no. Don't be deceived. Not everybody makes it. Then he goes on this list: fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites. Sodomite is a general term describing all the above that homosexuals do. All right. So, thieves covetous, drunkards, revolvers, kind of bad list. None of them will inherit the kingdom of God. That's why I took issue a few weeks ago when Amy Grant came out on social media saying she's going to sponsor her niece's lesbian wedding. And I I, I know Amy as, I don't know her personally, but as a Christian, a fantastic recording artist, a servant of the Lord, and so I'm totally confused why you would say, well, let's have a wedding. Let's celebrate that. Do you share this verse with them? Are you being salt and light? it It just troubles me. It's a confusing message. I know it's wrong. I know God's word says it's wrong, but let's celebrate it anyway. So no, no, no. But here's the deal. Such Were some of you past tense You used to do all those sins or any one of them You were that but you've been washed you've been cleansed you've been set apart by Jesus Christ So it means these sins are forgiven when we repent of them. So so far in our in our series. This is part five Uh, In part one we went into God's heart remember God doesn't want anyone or he actually he wants everyone to repent to come to the knowledge of, of Christ he wants people to turn from their sins so they don't have to face judgment but also when I become a Christian when I surrender my life to Jesus Christ when I deny myself pick up my cross daily and follow him I become his ambassador so do you It's not like, okay, I'm in, let's just maintain till we get to heaven, no, we are on mission at that point. We become his ambassador, wherever we go is a bit of heaven. We take it with us wherever we go. We're not to share our opinion, we're to share his commandments, his heart. His heart is that everyone would turn. Then uh, part two, talk about Jonah the prophet. Don't be judgmental like Jonah. Jonah' lasts for four chapters. Okay, very short chapters God says go to Nineveh Jonah says I'm going To Tarshish as far away from Nineveh as possible. I don't want to do what God wants me to you know The story he gets tossed overboard and, oh, from the boat and and they're in the Mediterranean a sea monster. We don't know what it was maybe a big whale swallows him for three days After three days, he decides maybe I should pray. You'd think it'd take a little bit less time, but he goes, I'm going to pray. And the the sea monster, the fish, vomits him out onto the beach. Jonah's thinking, I bet my my orders have changed. I bet I don't have to do that anymore. Uh, I wonder if I have a new set of orders. No, God says the same orders. You have these standing orders, go to Nineveh. Go to Nineveh and then after four chapters he hated his ministry he hated the very people god sent him to it'd be like god sending you to child molesters and you say i can't stand this i just you know will burn and just I, i hate what's going on and god says um in our vernacular excuse me There's 120,000 kids in that city who don't know their left from the right. Is it okay if I have compassion on them? That would be God speaking to Jonah. Do you know it? And chapter four ends. That's it. He gets this little lecture. We don't know what he did. So we have this saying. Chapter five. What's your chapter five? And, and, And we don't know. Did Jonah repent and go? You know what? I've been an idiot. Of course, I'm gonna reach out. I'm gonna start a Bible college. I, I'm gonna start a, a praise thing I'm gonna do this I'm going a disciple or did he just maintain being a stinker the rest of his life and sit there, man I can't stand that God saved them. And we ended that one with What's your chapter 5? The pen is in your hand the, the page is blank You have a say if you're going to love God and obey Him or just say, you know what, I just want my creature comforts, let somebody else do it. You're in Chapter 5 of your life. What's it say? Then we went into, oh, we had the, the, uh, the Eddie, and we thought Hollywood was going to be a parking lot. Instead, it was a ghost town. Waimea was a parking lot. But we uh, had just Fulton share a little bit on Saturday evening. Did a great job. But he he brought up this stat, uh, 70% of believers are not actively serving. 70% show up. That's it. And you go, well, wait a minute. The Bible, whether it's 1 Peter chapter 4 or Romans chapter 12 or Ephesians chapter 4, everything, 1 Corinthians chapters 12 through 14, they're all about the gifts. That every single one of us has at least one gift that God in his stewardship gave it to you, to me, so that we would be good stewards over that. And yet, so many people go, well, let somebody else do it. So it was was very convicting, it was a great job, Fulton. Last week, Pastor Danny shared about what if 200, I have to read this to make sure I get it right. What if the 200 plus people at NSCF started living on mission, loving and serving people like Jesus did, and sharing the gospel? What would happen to this community? So he ends with that question, but this week, we're now going to end with with part 5 being on mission as we go So Jesus came and spoke to them. This is a great commission. Some people think it's a great suggestion, but it's You could call it the great commandment in a sense He spoke to it now look at this next phrase because I don't know if you've seen it all Authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Have you ever digested that? He didn't say some authority And so when you think of someone in authority you think of the president you think of the Pope the Pope has authority all over the world in various churches and then well, whatever he says goes Jesus said I have all the authority Every single bit so people wonder how can you be calm in these last days? When we don't know what to trust in our government? We don't know if the FBI is being you know, weaponized to, against us. We, we don't know where we're going from here. We don't know what's happening with whatever. How do you, as a believer, have so much peace? How can you be at all comfort? How can you sleep at night? Because I know who's in charge. I answer to the one who has all authority, uh, not just some. I answer to the King of Kings. So here's Jesus going, "Hey guys, I want you to know something. I have all authority." That's where he starts. Then he goes, "Go therefore, actually, as you are going, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations." So he's not saying, "Make converts." That would be just part one. Saying, "Make disciples." That that this is a staying with them kind of an idea that you're training them in the ways they're learning the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Then it goes on to say, baptizing them. Look at the Trinity in this verse. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Not the names, plural, but as you ladies are learning in your, in your women's class, compound unity. The name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe or teaching them to obey all things that I command you now to do that I have to have salt I'm going to be accused of being judgmental because if I'm teaching someone hey what you just did is against God's Word that's gonna be salt that's like Ephesians exposed the darkness this is the idea of Jesus telling us I want you to teach them to obey to observe That means instructing when it's wrong and that means encouraging when it's right Look at this promise and lo I'm with you always Even to the end of the age meaning you're not alone. You're never alone. You might feel lonely Oh, man, I just read it in devotions the other day God is near to the brokenhearted You're never alone the promise of jesus christ so here's the we said that jonah had the last standing um order you're still supposed to go there you're always supposed to go there you're going oh, you're going our last standing order the believer me and you is this go go into all the world now as it says go it really means as you are going So it doesn't mean, as you're going to China on a short-term mission, then do this. Of course, that's part of it. But as you go through life, every single day, I'm on mission for Jesus Christ. Every single day, I'm supposed to deny myself, pick up my cross daily, and follow him. And so are you. That's our call, on mission. So as you're going, what does that look like? There's a great example in the Old Testament It's a long chapter, Genesis 24, but it's, oh, I love this chapter. Let me just give you the broad strokes. In the chapter, we have Abraham, he's the father. Abraham wants his son, Isaac, to get a bride. Isaac's the son, Are you starting to say, he then looks like God the father, God the son. And he sends his servant, who represents the Holy Spirit. Okay, the father, wants a bride for his son, and he sends the Holy Spirit to go to this land and bring her to him. And so right away, the, the servant goes, well, what if she doesn't want to come? What if she wants to stay where she is and not come to? He goes, don't you dare take my son back there. And he goes, if she's not willing, you're free. You don't, have, don't worry about it. So this, to me, there are people who want to endlessly argue God's sovereignty, man's responsibility. Can we just quote the Bible? Doesn't want to, if she's not willing, just, it's okay. We're looking for willing. Then it goes this, Rebecca, oh, I left this out. The servant prays. So he goes hundreds of miles east, across desert land, all this radical land. He gets to this watering hole, to the land where he's supposed to go. And he doesn't know anybody. He goes, Lord, how about this? I'm going to ask somebody, I'm going to ask one of the girls who's here to water her camels, can I have a drink from your pitcher? And if she goes, yes, and let me water your camels, I I know she'll be the one. Okay, trivia question. How much, I'm asking you, how much water does a camel drink? And once, don't Google it. Now, a conservative one, conservative, 15 gallons at a time, times 10 gallons. Regular one, 30 gallons, times 10 pounds. Wikipedia, man, I've done some digging this week, right? Wikipedia, 53 gallons. Now when we worked on surfboards, we got these 55-gallon drums of resin and, and acetone and all that. Man, I can't imagine a camel, <laughs> a camel was, was so heavy. My point is, this girl was working it, man. I mean, you know, if I was her, I'd go, couldn't you just put one camel? You have to make ten camels. And she goes, she's running, it says. She's beautiful. She's kept herself and she's a servant. So the, the, the servant who represents the Holy Spirit goes, oh, she's the one. She's saying, Lord, he goes, she must be the one. And he explains to her, "When oh, you're the one. He goes, as for me, look at this, being on the way, the Lord led me here. See, that's the idea. This is a daily thing. It's not a short-term mission, but it includes that. It's like every day I'm on a mission. Every day I can be praying. Lord, I don't have to drop a fleece before him. Well, if she does this, I'll share. I, I think it's more like if they're coming near, we're supposed to share. So we have the same marching orders that the servant had. Find a bride for the son as you're going. What's that look like? Number one, it starts with relationship. <laughs> Jesus said this Come to me. He didn't say, Just come to church, although that's a good thing. Come to Jesus. All right? You who labor and are heavy laden, you heard are kind of burned out, you're heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. Actually, it goes on to say, I'll give you rest for your souls something a bed can't do drugs can't do vacation can't do jesus christ will give you rest for your souls so it's the old thing i can't give away what i don't have we used to say you can't give measles unless you have them do they even have measles anymore is that i don't know is that they do yeah. and it's bad small parks, smallpox we had all this go. but the thing is i can't be contagious for jesus if i don't have it That's the whole idea. So I have to have this relationship with Christ. Be in love with him. Be excited because then it's you talk about the things you love. Why do you guys talk? Well, some of you girls, why do you talk about football? Because you love it. It's simple. Why do some people talk about Jesus? They love being forgiven, restored, receiving new new mercies every morning. So that's the first thing I need to do. Then I need to have compassion like Jesus has. They didn't say had, he still has it. So when they, he looked upon the 5,000 people, oh my goodness. Remember, John the Baptist was just beheaded. The guys had just come back from being out two by two. They're just exhausted. Jesus says, let's get out of here. Let's have a little vacay. Or for you other, uh, you Indians from India, a little holiday. I love that how they talk. Let's get out of here. And they get there and there's this, 5,000 men, let alone the women and children, are waiting for them. Disciples are going, Let's make a U turn. Let's get out of here before they see us. Jesus looked at them differently. He had compassion on them. And I need to have the same thing compassion, because they're like sheep without a shepherd. It's like Jesus, look at them, guys. Look at them. I hurt for them. They're spinning. They're trying to figure out what life is all about. What happens after death? Let's go share. So I need to have that kind of compassion. And then it includes this, wisdom. People don't know this. In Proverbs, it says this, he or she who wins souls is wise. What do you mean? It's tricky that if I'm not wise, I don't win, no. Uh, People forget what spoke to you when you lived like a heathen I mean, my wife doesn't like that word. I think it's cool. What do you, do you remember? People who speak Christianese turn me off, even now. When everything is all Christianese, and said, "What, what spoke to you? Hope for cleansing, forgiveness, um, restoration. These things really spoke to me. You know, help." And, and, and so we can talk like that in real terms, what God has really done and is doing in our lives, and it just, oh, I can, you know what wisdom does? It listens. It knows when to stop. It's not a monologue. It's a dialogue. It asks the right questions. Wisdom digs deep like a well and brings up the, the needs. What else does it do? it's bold it's ready to talk it's very interesting to me as we're in the book of acts in our ohana studies and absolutely loving it talking so much about the holy spirit jesus said you know you'll receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you and what we see especially when you con- compare peter's life or contrast His life, when he's on his own strength, he's afraid of a 12-year-old girl, servant girl, had no power over him. He's afraid of her. Peter then filled with the Spirit. Do you know what happens? He speaks to thousands of people at one time. 3,000 people get saved. That's the difference the Holy Spirit makes. So I need to be bold. Maybe you're saying, I'm just not bold. I can't. I had a friend, Lollichin, I was at Lollichin's in uh, India, and I had just spoken at his Bible college. And the last day there, he brings out his whole staff. I had no idea it was that big. Had to be 30, 40, 30, whatever. He says, Mike, I want you to pray for each one of them. (laughs) Okay, I do have a plane to catch. uh, So this one girl comes up, who had been my interpreter. and. I have a lot of fun with interpreters, embarrassing them, putting them through ring, or, you know, to all these different things. And, and she was a trooper. I had no idea. So I go, hey, what would you like prayer for? She goes, I need boldness. What, you were bold. when? Oh, no, 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 I need boldness. So I prayed for boldness. Go back a year or two later, Jin said, hey, you remember that girl? He dials her up. She's married now with kids, big ministry. I go, um, you, uh, what happened? She goes, you prayed for me. Now I am bold. (laughs) That's all it took. One prayer, boom. Huge ministry. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, if you look in the mirror and all you see is you and your strength and your inconsistencies, you're, you're missing the point. God knows that. Do you think God needs convincing that you need His Spirit? He's the one saying, ask. Please ask. So, here's the person ready to talk. We're in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 12. But sanctify, that means set apart, reserve, like going, calling a restaurant in advance. Can you reserve that table in the back for my use? Do that with the Lord in your heart. Always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a hope that's in you. Now, let's break this down. Sanctify the Lord God in your heart. This is why so many people don't witness. They haven't done this. They haven't done the first step. They haven't said, God, uh, you know what? That restaurant table is reserved for my use. My heart is reserved for your use. So if you tell me to share, I'm gonna share. And if I don't hear from you, I'll be quiet. But my heart is set apart for your use. That's, the, that's where it begins. Have you done that? Could you do that this morning? Lord, I, I, I've been like that girl in India. I'm just afraid, I'm just, I need boldness. Okay, you can pray for his Holy Spirit. You can set your heart apart, God, this is now reserved for your use. Then it goes, always be ready. Maybe that's our problem too. Be ready to give it a a defense, a reason why you're so happy. We're always ready to give an excuse. Oh Lord, you know I would look, sorry, don't have time. Or or always be ready, we go, No, 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 not now, not now. I remember driving and having the worst day when my kids were little, and you know, just a, just everything was irritating me, and everything is just, just like sandpaper on the brain. And, and then we get back in the car, I'm just just struggling, and one of them goes, "I see something red." Not now! You <laughs> know, you don't want to play that game. Obviously, I offended you. I didn't mean to, but. You know, they, they, that, that's not a good time. I'm about ready to explode. I don't want to say, oh, play. I see something red in the car. It's bad when you have to explain your jokes. I tell you, it must not have been a joke. But anyway, the, 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 here we are. The, the Lord says, here, here's someone to share with. Them. Not now. I have a schedule. I showed you my schedule this morning. I told you what I have to be doing. And so the Lord go, oh, uh, okay, there's this window of opportunity. This mom is saying stay, and you're saying not now. Or they go, oh, why don't oh. here they are, they're asking you, why are you so happy? You, you see, here's a part of uh, witnessing or sharing that we forget is that God is preparing that person's heart. God is working on them, wondering, why are you so happy? Why do you have peace? Why do you have solutions? So they're going, here's the Holy Spirit's working on them, bringing them to you. You see how he's orchestrating it all? And if we just offer excuses, it kind of backfires, the whole thing. And he says, I want to know why you have such hope. So someone comes up to you this coming week, why why are you always so happy don't you dare say well i'm just a groovy person no you missed the opportunity why are you so happy because i've given my life to jesus christ i'm cleansed i'm restored i have new mercies this morning let me tell you what god can do for you so when they come to you they've been prepared by god and they ask you god kind questions all right It also means prepared spontaneity. Oh, I left my Karen, can you bring up my bag? Is it right over there? I I left it there. I forgot I Just wanted to show off my wife (laughs) Jesus is the king of kings Karen's the babe of babes we are getting here the camera wants to say thank you All right prepared spontaneity by this I mean I leave the house ready to share. Okay, Um, Who's the new guy? Somebody over here was new. Who was that? Can you come up? Can we embarrass you, please? (laughs) I'm really really good at this. this. Oh, you wouldn't tall bugger. What's your name? Sven? Sven? Is that English? That's Swedish. Swedish.
1: Frozen. Frozen? Frozen?
0: the man with three kids, I don't know the name. Okay.
1: And my brother's name is Olaf.
0: You're not, his brother is Olaf. <laughs> I just had a rush, that's good. <laughs> okay, I have something for you. I made you something. I made these, and I have to tell you, there's a note here. My story of hope and forgiveness. Thank you. You can't open it till Christmas, <laughs> but uh, all right. God bless. That's thank it. You're you. welcome. You might want to give it to your wife, but <laughs> thank you. It's a thank bow tie. Just. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I do this. I, I think, am I going to lose my reward? I'd rather risk it and. Be an example of what I'm talking about I've done that hundreds of times hundreds We were on the mainland recently at uh, Oh, what's the restaurant Cracker Barrel our go-to restaurant everything's (laughs) under three dollars, you know, just (laughs) And I mean it was the worst meal that lady was clueless how to serve And I, come on, I've worked in restaurants. And and, uh, God gave me compassion for her. And I drove back to our hotel, because I left the cutting board there. (laughs) And I I brought her back. She remembered us. And I said, hey, you know what? You had a rough night. I've worked in restaurants. I want you to know God loves you. Could you read this message of hope and forgiveness? And I always do that. They're always gift wrapped. And I always get a response like, well, you didn't. But most people go, forgiveness? I don't need Yeah, you do. Your wife told me you do. But it's just like, I get to the heart. And it's my testimony. It has the sinner's prayer. It has the gospel in it. and. Some of you have seen me do this several times, but I want you to understand prepared spontaneity to where I'm bummed if I don't have one of those in my truck, I have one, I'm ready. I went to uh, Mapuna Puna recently. My go-to restaurant was closed. Driving by Papa John's had just seen a, a commercial about Papa John's, obviously God is leading. And I go in there, it's a one-man show. He's doing everything, just working away. And I have a heart for this guy, but he's way back there. I can't even talk with him. Went out in the truck, got a board. Hey, I made something for you. Has a message of hope and forgiveness. God bless you. I planted a seed. I've heard back from some of these people. Hey, I prayed the prayer at the end. To God be the glory. Go figure it out. Can you do that? You go off. Uh, you know, because I don't make cutting boards. Well, do you make cookies? A little fourth thing of chocolates. The thing is planting seeds. Did you leave your house this morning prepared to share? Because you're on mission. This is why we're here. It's like Jonah. Okay. I'm out of the well I guess I don't have to do that now. No, no, no. We're going back to that original command Our last standing order go as you are going share God will bring them to you. So Knowing what to ask. We're almost done. Knowing what to ask uh, You know me. I, a lot of times I'll go, hey, you go to church? I like what hojo did at our last uh, fish and loaves i mean we the uh, fish and loaves every month is growing getting more effective somebody out of a car walks up to hojo who's in the corner over there doing the giving away the food and hojo goes hey uh, anyone ever shared the gospel with you now i think you can say that in a very condescending way "What? you don't know the gospel that's not going to work but to be able to say hey this is so unoffensive. It's just asking, hey, do you know the gospel? You know the guy? No. Uh, no, he may have been in church their whole life. Many Catholics suffer this way. I, I, no, I, if you knew you had to give the gospel to somebody, what would you say? So there's basically four things created in the image of God. You weren't a mistake. You, we've all sinned against God. Point number two. God have a solution. God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Whosoever believes in him will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. And then finally, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Four things, so I want you to understand, to have it digested, what needs to be communicated. Now, I wanna bring up Jason Lemkule. Right, Jason, oh, give it up. I think they want you on this. They want you on this. You can't use Tyner's microphone, it's too valuable.
1: Good morning. My name's Jason, and um, Mike asked me to come up here and share a little bit about telling other people about Jesus to get them to accept Christ. Uh, maybe a year ago, we had people over at our home, about five to six people, And during dinner, I could tell that I was supposed to tell a man there about Jesus, and I was supposed to share. And so dinner was great, conversation was fine, but I hadn't done anything yet. Then I was doing the dishes, and I still hadn't done anything yet, but I could tell I was really supposed to do something. So I stopped, I grabbed a piece of paper, and I witnessed to him using the three circles. And as I'm going through it, I'm talking to him. I'm thinking I'm doing a good job. And we get to the end, and he politely declined. And we're still friends, and that was it. And so he left. But there was another man there at dinner, and after he left, that guy came up to me, and he said, hey, can you share that with me? So then I went through the three circles with him, and then he accepted Christ right there. (laughs) So pretty awesome. Just want to encourage you to go for it.
0: Thank you. Awesome. I have it on the back of my phone. I was, uh, once my mom's not doing too good, flew back to the mainland to see her. She had a caretaker, sat down on the couch next to me. I put my phone down. She goes, what's that? A Couple minutes later, she's praying to ask Christ into her heart. It's simply a tool, but knowing the Holy Spirit has drawn us together. All right, we started with this question. What's uh, something that you regret that you did did, while not sharing the good news? We're going to close with this, and then we'll have a song, some worship, some prayer. Here's the three circles, what what Jason was talking about. When uh, Jason Simpson comes over, he usually teaches us this, and it's great to rehearse. So the first circle is a a world of brokenness all right so here's a broken thing and you can draw this in the sand on the beach and so in this world of brokenness we have hatred we have abuse that's going on we have pain that's not the way god intended it so the second circle is god's design in this circle is love joy and peace that he god wants for you that was his original intent the problem is we have sinned and gone against him. Uh, the sin, according to 1 John chapter 4, verse 3, sin is lawlessness. So instead of naming every sin, it's lawlessness. It means I'm living as if God has no laws or his laws don't apply to me because I'm special. He knows my heart. That's usually the bad part. So here we go back by sin. And Then we try to escape Uh, we try and get a lot of likes on social media. We try, you know Drugs rock and roll. We try education. We try a great job. All of these things Boomerang right back into this world of brokenness. So God provided one Door of escape his name is Jesus Christ. So here's the third circle if I would believe that God sent his son to this earth he lived Perfect life, he died a substitutionary death. Big word that means I was supposed to die for my sins. Jesus dies as a substitute for me. It didn't stop there. He also raised from the dead. So the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, if I would simply believe, if I would turn from my sins and repent, by the way, the first recorded word of the first recorded sermon by jesus christ is repent the exact same message to john John the baptist repent for the kingdom of god is at hand now if i would do that he says well i'll be restored i'll be forgiven i'll I'll have purpose in my life and it doesn't stop there too many people think okay that's the No, no no the the last part is ambassadors i become an ambassador god sends me back to a broken world to tell people, you don't have to be broken. You too can be made whole by Jesus Christ. I like to end it with this, if you had died last night. I think I'm speaking to someone in this room. You need to make this decision. If you had died last night, you would be in one of these two worlds, either the the, um, broken world or God's design, and you'd be there forever, forever. So I will ask them. So which one of you? Oh, I'm in God's design. Great. What you're telling me is that there was a time in your life you realized you were broken, you needed, you were in sin, you needed to repent and ask Christ. Oh no, I didn't do that. So according to this, you are in the world of brokenness. If you had died last night, you'd be in flames right now. Wouldn't you want to give your life to Christ and ask for forgiveness right now? And that's how people have come to know Him. Uh, I'd like us to stand and see if you want to take this challenge. Uh, Very simple. I want to plant seeds this week. I want to leave my house prepared for spontaneity. I want to leave prayed up for boldness. Trusting not in my clever But in the power of the Holy Spirit And I want to hear testimonies next week